Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I can't wait to introduce you to our guest today, Devin Evers of Crossgrain Woodworking in Schleswig, Iowa. Devin has been a family friend for a long time, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk with him is because I know his story will inspire others. His sister literally posted a photo of a piece of furniture Devin made for himself, and the orders for custom furniture started coming in almost overnight. This has since turned into a full-time business that now employs several other people. So let's jump in as Devin shares about this journey of building his business. Devin, thanks for being on the Rural Revival podcast. I was hoping we could start out by having you tell us how a Facebook post turned into this whirlwind journey that is now cross-grain woodworking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it was I wasn't planning on on starting a big company or or small company. I guess I wasn't looking to be an entrepreneur, but it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, like you said, we built just a small piece to have in, in my living room and, and the wood was from my family farm. It was rustic. It was, you know, and it, it was, it meant something to me and, and it was a cool design. It was a neat piece. So my sister took a picture of it. Um, she put it up on Facebook and we got more people that would, would just, Hey, would you build a vanity for us? Or have you ever built a mantle? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was I I wanted to try it. You know, I, I love working with my hands um, growing up on a farm and, and just doing that kind of stuff all the time. Not so much woodworking, but just being around that kind of stuff and, and being able to create um, definitely was a passion of mine. So I, I took on those jobs and, and another one came and another Facebook post and then same thing. And, and it really just snowballed into being able to take it on full time and, and make a career out of it and and doing something that I love. So where did you start making these pieces and how has that evolved over the years? I think I started just the same as every home carpenter. I started in my basement or my garage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, so I lived in town and I just had no space. So thankfully I have a loving wife and she let me start in the basement and uh, it was dusty. We had to get dust collection and all that stuff. And, and getting the lumber down there was a pain, but it was awesome. I could work all night long. So at the time this was all happening, you still had a full-time job. Yep, yep. Working full-time. Um, so this was all in the evenings and weekends and stuff like that. Um, and all-nighters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of coffee and I'm still addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> so once, once I definitely outgrew the space in, in the, in the basement, it just wasn't working. You know, like I said, that lumber is just too big and, and, uh, it just wasn't working. So my parents, I grew up on a farm just outside of Denison. Um, we had an old barn out there that I took one third of it and insulated it and put lights in and everything and dad kind of helped me set it up um with the tools that I needed because the tools that I was using was very minimal um I had an old a real old table saw the first one I ever bought my great grandpa had me 
put a ad in the newspaper to find one. <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I, I really wanted to get into this and he's like, no, you got a nice job. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> but I think he was encouraging me to do what I wanted at the same time. So I ended up finding one. Um, I bought it just North of Odebol and, and, uh, brought it down into my basement and I swear that thing weighed 150 pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> it was old. It was like 1950s everything was loose on it. Didn't cut very good. <laughs> So once I decided to to do this full time, I obviously needed more space than just my basement. Um, so my dad opened up a third of the barn. Um, we made it into a wood shop, and that worked really well. Uh, it was something that I could afford at the time, and it was more space. And yeah, it just seemed like man, this is the greatest thing on the earth after you work in a basement. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, you know, but orders started coming in more and more and more and you build one big table you have no room to build anything else at the same time and your deadlines are getting tight and just definitely that brought its own struggles on for sure doing that um so quickly realizing man this is not enough space and and right about that time i hired my first employee to to help me keep up um and two people in there was man we're tripping over each other you know fighting over tools what you know it just wasn't working um that's when i knew i needed a big space it's not when my pocketbook knew i needed a bigger space (laughs) (laughs) so we were looking um and just kind of keeping that thought in the back of my head you know man it'd be awesome to have a big shop you know off the farm somewhere where we can put a face to this business you know a lot of people were building it you know we're selling our stuff but it's it's direct it's not we're not shipping this stuff out anywhere. People are coming to pick it up, which the farm worked really well for smaller clients. But then we started getting into some bigger companies and stuff like that. Um, and it just wasn't practical driving down gravel roads and, and anything. So fortunately, I mean, we looked through Denison for quite a while. Um, we looked at other small towns and then Sleswig had a shop right uptown. Um, it was the old Napa building. Uh, the owner, we currently rent it. Um, the owner had renovated the entire thing, drywall, insulation, new furnace. And it's just like, man, this is, this is way bigger than I need, but it is awesome. It was, that's a fun dream. (laughs) Um, so we just kind of pondered on it for a while. Um, I went to the CDC just see if I could get some funding to help, you know, this is going to bring on a lot of new tools and, and just more obstacles, you know, as you learn when you're growing the business, um, it, we just needed funding. So I went to them, they helped us get set up and, and really that dream, that vision in the back of my head was becoming real. And, and it was, it was very fun. It was very nerve wracking. Has a lot of more sleepless nights. <laughs> and like, man, should I downsize and just stay in my basement and just do this for fun? But I, like I said, it's just, it's trusting in God. And, and I wasn't hard looking for this place. You know, it just fell into place and, and just trusting and, and keeping your eyes open. Um, the, the rent was good. You know, it's, for the size, it was you couldn't beat it for around here, um, especially for a renovated building. And I was so excited to be on Main Street, and, and you know it's a small town. We don't get a lot of drive-through traffic, but we need shop space. We don't necessarily need a showroom, um, but this this allows us to do so. 
and and since we took that jump and and moved into this new building I, it instantly business just exploded i mean we were getting support from the community and and online it just so awesome hey you know we're a a brick and mortar foundation here you know come visit our shop and, and take a tour um it was a big wide open building i built a really big wall with with glass windows in it and and big sliding barn doors because uh, being a nervous entrepreneur I wasn't sure if I could tackle the rent all by myself month to month and still buy materials and paid employees so I rented out the front half of the building um, to a lady that did canvas painting and and night classes so I wanted something that these these ladies could be working on their projects, but look into our shop and see what we're doing. That <laughs> you know? was good thinking. <laughs> um, hoping that would take off, and and it worked really well. You know, I got I got to split the rent. Um, you know, building the business up, people got to see it, and and local people from Schleswig they they would see what we're doing. At first, they thought we were renovating the building because all the con- construction, but. I think just with their wives going to this and, and daughters and, and they were able to spread the word for us to see what we were doing. So it was definitely risky and it was scary, but you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. And now you have the whole building. Yep. We have the whole building now. Um, and you know, we're already kind of tripping over each other. We've, we've had a, we had one job that we built 30 tables all at the same time in here. And it was like walking through a maze and it's a big shop, but it yeah we've we felt need to to find a bigger space already sometimes um but not not in the near future i mean this is this is working really well for us um if i was going to do anything different if i was to find a big building i would want to set up more of a design studio in the front i think my vision for the company is to to be able to have clients come into the shop sit down with me. We got a big table out there. Um, we got, we got different bases, styles, um, trim, and we got stained samples on the wall. Let's kind of see your ideas and let's pull things off these walls and, and kind of bring that vision and get that, that ball rolling, get things started. And then let's build that custom piece. So when this started to get bigger than you could handle yourself, how did you start looking for employees and what did that process look like as you built that part of your company? I was just at that breaking point where I needed to, to figure out how to, how to manage this better. Um, so then it was just a lot of praying again. <laughs> I know I keep going back to that, but it was, I mean, what do I do? How do I, how do I fix this? You know, Lord, if this is something that you want me to do, you know, make it evident to me, bring someone to me that, that I can work with and, and that's going to be able to, to see the same way that I see. And, 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 you know, it didn't happen right away, but it did happen. Um, and so Phil, uh, started working for us. Um, he just been someone that kind of has the same story as I do and, and, uh, has the same vision and just, loves honoring God and what he does. Um, so that was huge. You know, it was, Hey, this guy's not afraid of power tools. He's, he's already has a background in this stuff. Um, he's willing to work flexible hours to start. So that really <laughs> helped me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great, um, to have him on board and, and just seeing how he grows and, and what he does. And, 
you know, every day we start with a prayer and, and just get our minds right and, and go to town and, and work hard. Um, so, so yeah, it was really scary hiring employees for the first time. Um, I've never been a boss, so figuring out all of that and I'm still learning a lot. Um, but it, it was, it's really exciting and, and the business grew, um, we got to the point where we had to hire another one. Um, and it has been great. You know, he's been a, a good asset, a hard worker and, and just brings on a whole nother side to this business with his talent. Um, so I hope to, I hope that that keeps going and, and that we can hire more people and, and, and just have good employment here. Um, we want to make an impact in this small town and, and to be able to give jobs and opportunities and and live the way God wants us to live. Well, you can tell that the guys working here, they enjoy what they do. And all of you have a love and appreciation for these custom pieces that you're making. And you do focus specifically on custom built pieces. So what does that process look like? So a lot of times people find us on our Facebook page. Um, we, we post all of our old pieces that we've built, our past builds. Um, and then the other place is through either Instagram or our website, and that's just crossgraindesigns.com. Um, we have a spot that you can contact us, and and we get the ball rolling. People will send us pictures of, of what they like, you know, their style. Um, it usually blends really well with ours. Um, so we'll, we'll take those, kind of generate some ideas together. Um, we talk it over, you know, I give them a price, I give them a date, uh, we do a deposit to lock it all in. And then on our end, it goes onto a clipboard and then back to the guys, uh, whether it's me or, or one of the other two guys that work here. Um, we get started on it and every now and then we'll send, you know, depending on what the customer wants, um, pictures of, of halfway through the project, you know, what kind of lumber we're working with, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we, so we give them a completion date and then once we hit that, we will either deliver or, or they can come get it. Well, I know you love to salvage old wood for your furniture and you've said cross grain doesn't just make furniture. We preserve history. So how are these pieces more than just furniture to you? I mean, I feel like they're more like a work of art. Well, I think the coolest part about it is it's reclaimed wood. So a lot of this wood that we're using is like 1890s to 1920s. Um, most of it's out of old barns across Iowa. And I think that's that's just so awesome to be able to take something that is already old, 100 years old, and worn out, and it's at its end of its life, and then just completely give it a new life and, and something totally different and to live on. Um, so that, that's one side of it. The other side would be every now and then we get people that bring their lumber in from their farm. Um, we had one time a lady and her husband uh, lived on a farm just outside of Denison. Uh, her husband passed away and, and they moved into town. Um, they tore that old barn down or it was falling down. We were able to go in and get some of that lumber and we made it into a, a headboard for them. And, you know, it it's so sentimental to them. I think it's just awesome when you get to make that connection and, and kind of bring back memories. Yeah. So when you're creating these pieces, where do you get your inspiration from? Like, 
do you have somebody you bounce ideas off of or even talk with about business related stuff? I, I mean, I'm sure being an entrepreneur and just sort of hitting the ground running, are you just learning and getting inspiration as you go? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know half of the answers, you know, to the questions I get asked and, and, and learning my trade still, you know. So one really neat thing is I had a Facebook, I had a post of a table on Facebook and it was on something underneath shot, whatever the guy, this one guy t- messaged me and he's like, how are you connecting your tops to your bases? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm screwing them to it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he just totally called me out on what I was doing. I was like, who the heck is this guy? You know, I called him. I was like, <laughs> I found his website. He was a builder just like me. I called him and uh, I'm like, you know, what, what do you do? <laughs> Uh-huh. So, uh, we just, man, we hit it off. We, we've been friends ever since probably four years now. And I bet we talk every day about, you know, building things differently. And, and man, I went through this struggle last week. Oh, I did too. You know, a month ago, this is how I handled it. And, and just knowing somebody else that's in your trade and becoming friends with them, even if it starts out weird, like ours did, it's just so nice to, to have other references and, and, you know, I got all these questions on and I don't really have a whole lot of answers for them. It's so good to meet somebody that is doing the same thing and has gone through the same thing and you can bounce ideas off of each other. And it's been so helpful. And I know God was a big part of that. Yeah. Wow. So is your family a part of the business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely on the supportive side, they've, they've been, you know, we started out with just that little shop out in in my house in the, in the basement and, and dad opened up, you know, a big part of the barn for me to work in, um, and getting us set up with the right tools. And that that was big. Um, yeah, my whole family, like I said, my sister, she's the first one that really started the whole thing with just posting a picture on Facebook and getting it rolling. Um, and then, my wife too uh, has definitely been supportive and, and helping with paperwork and, and doing all the very unfun things <laughs> of running a business. <laughs> and letting you work crazy hours. Yeah, absolutely. How did you decide on the name Cross Grain Woodworking? So I definitely wanted, I mean, this, this whole business started with a lot of prayer and just hoping someday I get to do what I want. And, and I wanted it, whatever it was going to be, I wanted it to be a Christian based company and, and just have good morals. Um, so within that, I wanted the name to represent that as well. Um, along with doing woodworking and, and, and just being different. So, you know, the cross kind of cross grain cross kind of plays off of that. And, uh, you know, just against the grain, doing something different and, and going after your dream. That's a great backstory behind the name. So along with the many other things besides deciding on a name, what was it like starting out as an entrepreneur? Any lessons learned along the way that you might want to share that could maybe help somebody else starting out down a similar path? I I didn't know what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every day was different too. You know, the biggest thing for me was, man, I got to set my own schedule tomorrow morning and that's going to be awesome. <laughs> but I short, I, I quickly learned that yeah, that didn't really work. I, I was working on everybody else's schedule still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't 
know what I wanted, you know, and how big this company wanted to be. You know, obviously you want to make a name for yourself and, and just do as best as you can. But I left it all up to God and, and, you know, letting him send me the clients. Like I said, we didn't do a lot of posting. I didn't go after, I mean, we did Facebook, but we didn't go after the newspaper or, or the radio or anything and try to get a bunch of ads going. You know, we just wanted to do what we do and, and hopefully that God brings us people to buy our furniture and, and to support us. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely been a learning experience. And you've had to take crazy risks along the way, I'm sure. Well, quitting your full-time job and good pay to, to hopefully making enough to, to pay for uh, food next week. So my big push for that and, and anybody else who's getting started is like I said, I, I prayed all the time and, and just trusting in God and, and you know, he's going to line it up if it's the right thing to do. You know, if not, you're going to find out right away and it's going to be something else. And, and that's okay too, I think. But my big thing was I saved up enough money to pay all my bills for three months, just in case this thing would go south and, and pray a lot and work hard, you know, and just, you have to you have to put in that extra effort and, and work late at night and and it'll all come together. Well, your business has doubled each year since this started, which is so amazing. When you were growing up, did you have any idea something like this was possible? You know, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to own my own company. Ever since I was in third grade, I remember they used to ask you what you wanted to do. And I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that I wanted to do something all on my own. I wanted to be my own boss. I got into farming. I grew up on a farm and man, that was the best thing ever. I, that's what I wanted to do, you know, but it was all great, but it, it still must, it wasn't my passion. Um, so getting, getting cross grain going and, and just seeing where that goes and, and yeah, it, it's been growing really well. Um, yeah, it's it has doubled every year, and and I hope I hope it never quits. <laughs> but it's it's uh, not just financially; it's the bigger buildings, it's the more employees, it's meeting new people. You know, that's that's how you measure growth to me. Yeah, that's so good. So, what's next for Cross Grain? We started out with with just rustic furniture, and I think it's so important to adapt to to what is coming down the line um, with keeping up with Instagram and Facebook and see what other people are doing and how trends, what, what designers are doing inside. Um, and I definitely think there's more of a modern to uh, mid-century movement going on and, and getting started there as long also with industrial. Um, I think raw steel is becoming more popular. Um, but, you know, we've, we've gotten into also new cabinetry. Uh, we've been doing a kitchen. We have a kitchen build coming up. We've done one in the past. Um, so I think that's exciting. I think just evolving and, and, and not limiting yourself to just one thing. It's, it's good to be really good at one thing, but don't limit yourself because I think you're just going to find a niche market and that's not what we're after. Um, but yeah, we've had, we've had different builds too. I mean, it started out with, with just one small cabinet and, and then onto a vanity. Um, we do a lot of tables. It's what we do the most of, but I mean, right now in the back of our shop, there's a huge bell, a church bell, and we're just building a, a tower for that to go in front of the church. And so, I mean, it's still a custom shop and, and, and just explore new things and, and, 
it helps you grow a talent and, and only get better at what you do. Yeah, and I feel like you started this business like when that picture of the hutch came out on social media, that was right about the time where the farmhouse table was just becoming the next cool thing. Yeah, I definitely think that we got really lucky or God put us in the right place at the right time to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's something to to start with and, and perfect and, and move a lot of that same product. Um, but I don't think that's all we're known for. And I don't want to be known for just that. I want to, I want to be a design company. I want to be able to, let's do a whole house or, or that let's, let's do our style. You know, let's, let's sit down and, and Hey, I, I like this. How can you help with this? You know, let's wrap beams in your house and, and do railings and, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be just rustic. You know, I, we, we love working with steel and, and bringing that industrial side. So the other thing we've been getting more involved with, with bigger companies and, you know, wineries and, and stuff like that. And I think that opens up a, a whole nother door to the business. So with employment and, and just different styles doing different things. So I, I don't mind the one-off stuff. It's where we cut our teeth on that and, and I love doing it. I still want to do it, but to be able to take on big jobs is, is so rewarding um, you almost take pride and ownership in into when you walk into a, a company and man, there's all your tables laid out there or the, Hey, that's your office furniture that you built. And, and it just, it's really rewarding. So what's your favorite piece or project that you've ever worked on? So, I mean, there's a lot of them. They've, there's been a lot of fun pieces that we built each one a little different. Um, but the, the one that stands out in my mind the most is the stables at Copper Ridge. And, you know, they're a, they're a wedding venue in Denison. Um, you know, it's a small town and, and they're trying to make an impact, get more people involved with the community and, and getting, drawing people into town, uh, for weddings and, and events. Um, but they, they wanted to, to go the little less traditional route and they went with more of a reclaimed rustic barn feel. Um, they took an old horse barn and turned it into an event center, um, repurposing some of the old horse stalls in there and, and the old beams were all cedar up top. They had those refinished and it's just beautiful open area. <clears throat> so our role in that was the tables, um, they wanted to have like an old family style tables. You know, these were 10 foot tables lined all up in one long row. Um, I think we ended up breaking it into three rows, but you know, there was 30 tables that we did all 10 foot long. Um, one being a, a 20 foot head table. And I think it's my favorite because it's so different than anything we'd ever done. It's just such a, a leap for us and um, definitely a leap of faith again you know, and it's something that I hope to pursue a lot more of in the future. Um, it was fun to, to come in and, and work on the same project over and over every day. Uh, just knowing that, man, this is going to be something awesome at the end. This is going to be rewarding. You know, um, we did the tables and we did the sliding doors on the exterior of the barn and the stage. We were able to take the boards out of the original stalls and finish them for flooring in the stage and it just came out to be a really neat piece and and it's so cool because it, it represents who we are and and the style that we build and it also 
is something totally different to Denison. Um, people get to have that wedding, that rustic wedding that they're after. And it's just, I don't know, it feels like a big family when you're there. And it's almost goes back to that style. Well, if you had one piece of advice you could give someone about getting started with a business or making that jump to pursue their passion, what would you say? I think just be patient. Um, God already knows what's going to happen, and you just got to have faith in that. Um, I'm a firm believer of that, that He gives us the desires of our heart. And, you know, if that's something that you really want, He wants you to be happy, and, and He's going to help you succeed. But don't forget that it's all about Him. You know, if He wants to change that and, and have you do something else to affect other people's lives, then that's what you're going to do. And, and don't be scared. You know, look for opportunities, look for help. Um, look at your, your local chamber. Um, they'll give you good advice on how to start a business and where to go for money and help you look for a place to, to work. And, and when you need to hire people, they're going to help you with that too. So, um, I found out that there's a, a lot of bigger companies that want small businesses to succeed. So, you know, Google it. <laughs> uh, YouTube too. That, that's been awesome for us, you know, but there's, there's so many people out there wanting to help. So just be patient and, and keep your eyes open. Well, how do we keep up with what's going on with Crossgrain and see some of the pictures of all the great projects that you've been working on? Uh, I think the best way would be through our Facebook page. Um, and it's just Crossgrain Woodworking at Facebook.com. Uh, we also have a website. It's crossgraindesigns.com. Um, and then Instagram. You know, I'm still kind of learning and getting used to it. Uh, but it's just crossgrain woodworking on Instagram. Um, we always post pictures of our past builds and and just kind of funny little shots of what we're doing in the shop. But, yeah, it's it's definitely growing. Well, Devin, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story. We wish you all the best, and we can't wait to see how this continues to grow and flourish. Thank you. So glad to do it. Such a great interview. It's fun to see that this business has grown really by Facebook and word of mouth, which I think is sort of a trademark quality of small towns. They are great at word of mouth. And then the whole strategy about getting the painting ladies in the front of his building to show off his furniture while they were painting, I thought that was genius. There's so many pieces of advice and little nuggets of information in this interview that I feel like no matter what your business is, you can apply a lot of these things to what you're doing too. So thanks again, Devin. You have to go check out Crossgrain Woodworking's Facebook page and see all the amazing things that they're building and the stables at Copper Ridge is so impressive it just really shows off their craftsmanship and work so there's links to those in the show notes and we want to share your story too and we're asking everyone to share their stories on social media and use the hashtags Rural Revival and I believe in Rural Revival and then we'll be sharing your stories on our social media as well. We have another great interview scheduled for next week and can't wait to see you back here then. Have a great day.